Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. In Minnesota, a murder suspect mistakenly released is captured after two weeks on the run. In Massachusetts, a man is arrested after wounding five police officers in a knife attack. And in Australia, police step up recruiting to lure officers from the UK. These stories and more coming at you today, Monday, October 2nd on Real Life Real Crime Daily. And I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Happy Monday. Happy so, October. On? Right. Guys. Wow. I want some cooler weather to come in October. Yeah. Bow season opened yesterday and it was like 95 degrees. Well, do you know October 2nd? You know what October 2nd is? Um, October 3rd was the day Courtney Coco got murdered. Yeah. October 2nd, not quite as significant in your life, yeah. is National Name Your Car Day. Really? Yeah. I always so, name cars. So. You already have a name for your new uh, truck? Yeah, 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 absolutely. What's what's the new truck's name? White Lightning. White, White That's a Lightning. good name, right? What was the old truck's name? Uh, black Beauty. Oh, I thought that truck was gray. It was mm-hmm. gray. It was black. Well, I'm kind of colorblind, so. Yeah. Black no, but it was definitely black. We could probably yeah, I just up. never washed it. <laughs> we could come up with some names for Jim's. Oh, I have a name for my what it is. Okay, what? The Yellow Anaconda. <laughs> It doesn't really shaped like an anaconda. You know, every vehicle I've ever had, I always named it. But so I didn't, I didn't know they had to have a name that day. Yeah, I know a lot of people that actually name the yeah. vehicles. My kids usually uh, were the ones who, yeah. uh, I had the Batmobile, but it, I mean, I don't know why it was the Batmobile, yeah. but they, they wanted to call it the Black, the the Batmobile Black Raven, the Gray Shit, the... It's also National Custodial Worker Recognition Day. Shout out. So to I think you need to thank some people today. Yes, I do. Uh, shout out to all the people who get it done, cleaning and doing all that. And and shout out to the, the new lady who cleaned my country place. And we really appreciate you. Now, y'all, let's get into some crime time for Monday. That's right. A murder suspect mistakenly released from an Indiana jail earlier this month was captured in Minnesota after two weeks on the run this past Wednesday. Kevin Mason, 28, was apprehended in St. Paul around 2 p.m. by the United States Marshal Service. He had been released due to a clerical error. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, Mason was released by mistake from the adult detention center in Indianapolis September 13th, days after his arrest on suspicion of a 2021 killing of a man in Minnesota. He was arrested on three separate warrants from Minnesota. An inmate records clerk at the detention center cleared two of the holds by mistake, and authorities in Minnesota received the last hold, not realizing the other two had been lifted. Two Marion County Sheriff's Office employees have been terminated over that incident. I figured that was coming. Yeah. 
<laughs> Somebody's getting fired. Authorities found out about his release within hours, but intentionally withheld the information from the public for six days in an effort to keep a tactical advantage. During the manhunt, Mason received assistance from Desiree Oliver, 29, a nurse who was subsequently arrested on one count of assisting a criminal. Uh, Oliver is believed to be Mason's girlfriend. According to the sheriff, she picked him up in her car and drove him to get a cell phone and clothes. She has not cooperated. We arrested her today at 2 o'clock, that from the Marion County Sheriff. So, Woody... What would a tactical advantage be to not letting people know a murderer has been on the, the tactical loose for six advantage days? Is, you have no eight <laughs> acute a political emergency in the room now. They they were, I promise you, they were trying to catch them with you know in six hours, much less six days. Yeah, and, that was and a they CYA didn't want the media thing. In there going, what the fuck? yeah yeah, and riding their ass the whole time. Yeah, that that's called. Shit rolls downhill. We're gonna have a, those people fired, and this guy back in custody before we. Tell well, you the the scary thing about that whole situation is, it's, what if somebody would have got killed while bullshit. he was on the run in those why first six use, days? Why not use the people put out the description? They'd have called him yeah. a bastard. So they they're very lucky he didn't kill somebody else because if he had and they had an alert the public that they, they might have opened themselves up to a lawsuit. No so, doubt craziness right and then you know that part of the country is so beautiful up there and, and like i was looking in tomo wisconsin's weather yesterday and it was in the 50s you know it, it's beautiful too it's not yeah look it, at it, it, it in february. It's, yeah, it's beautiful to you yeah i told you my buddies up there their problem is in february or even january is uh, when they go ice fishing they have to keep their beer from busting because it's that cold wow no ice, problem to have. no ice chest needed, right? Yeah. All right, so let's go to Massachusetts, where five officers at a Massachusetts police department, including the chief, are wounded after a 15-minute incident with a knife-wielding man Tuesday evening. Taunton police said the altercation began at around 6.45 p.m. Tuesday as officers were conducting a traffic stop on a motorist accused of a moving violation. While working with the driver, who was cooperative, an unrelated driver, y'all, pulled up next to the officers and began shouting at them. The driver, who has only been identified as an adult male known to police, then sped off in a 2010 gray Honda Accord. Taunton police said officers did not pursue him at that time. Shortly thereafter, Another Taunton officer patrolling the area saw that same driver operating the Honda in an unsafe and reckless manner and attempted to pull him over. The driver fled again, nearly hitting an officer who was approaching his car during the stop. This prompted a brief police chase under the control of a supervisor who was monitoring the situation. The vehicle pursuit ended when the suspect crashed the car into an entryway at a multifamily residence and ran inside. The residence was later determined to be his home. Officers followed the suspect into the building where he pulled out a knife and started waving it at them, slashing two officers in the process. Taunton Police Chief Edward Walsh, who responded to the scene from his nearby home, was also wounded during the altercation after the suspect swung the knife at him and stabbed him in the torso. 
Walsh was able to deploy his taser on the suspect, resulting in the apprehension at around 7 p.m., approximately 15 minutes after initial altercation on the side of the road, according to the police department. Now, I have a problem with this. You already know what I'm saying. You're going to cut one of my officers, much less exactly. a couple of my officers, and, you know, the police chief himself, that dude, you waving it. That actually is called twenty one foot rule on the use of force continuum. If someone's uh, has a knife and they come within twenty one feet of you, you, give them orders to put it down. They don't do it. You can you can shoot them, right? How do you get? And even after way inside even 21? after all that I, stabbing, absolutely. they tase them instead yeah, yeah, of shooting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so you know what? That must have been related to one of them or something because I'd have smoked them like a pack of cools. Yeah. And then uh, the, you're not going to cut my people uh, uh, because whatever reason, you know, I don't get that. But, I mean, I really don't get it. You, you'll never make me understand that. So, I don't know. I'm wondering if they were on, you know, if the chief comes over, he's unaware that anybody's been stabbed inside. He comes inside, he immediately gets, so maybe cops so, kept so. coming yeah, in that weren't yeah, aware the, of what the, had preceded them. The, the other ones are cut. I mean, do you just, but, you back out at that time? I mean, if you cut me, if you're lucky enough to cut me, they, so the last stage on the firing line, on, on the post-certification uh, course, is from the two-and-a-half-yard line, so it's close quarter combat, and you don't even look at, you don't even, it's you draw as fast as you can take a half step back to create separation and you fire pow, pow. and and you have to do that three times in a row. I mean, you're trained for that. That if you like that, officer safety, that dude shouldn't have pulled a knife. Period. Is there a chance in that town that they don't carry? There's no chance no, of that, right? No way, no way. That uh, I don't know what the deal is. Maybe they never dealt with it before, but there's, I mean. Police officers have weapons for a reason. Now, I'm not saying there's not a lot of bad shootings, but in this case, three officers get slashed. Fuck that. So, wow. Um, well, actually, I think that's a good lead into uh, to this story. We talk quite often about different cities in the country and how far down they are versus the number of cops they're supposed to have, and and the difficulty in right. recruiting yep. cops in the United States, but. I didn't really think this extended internationally. And I came across this story that blew me away in terms of the aggressiveness. And it involves Australia and how aggressively they are recruiting cops from around the world to come to Australia, specifically how hard they're recruiting cops from the UK to come. So, hey, hey real quick, Jim, give me an Australian. Good eye, Mike. All right. Authorities down under have launched an aggressive campaign to recruit officers over from the UK. This has been going on for some time, but yesterday the Aussies took things to another level with this promise, quote, we won't put you through hell if you shoot someone, really? end of quote. The message resonated clearly yesterday as the story of a UK policeman charged with the murder of a man named Chris Caba dominates the daily headlines in Britain. Western Australia is pursuing an audacious bid to steal hundreds of police officers by luring them from Britain to work in the sunshine. More than 1,400 officers have applied to make the move after a huge recruitment drive that was launched back in February. The, the pitch video promotes the areas. It's, it's unbelievable. You look at this pitch video, and it is, it is like a real estate pitch 
to move to a certain area. Yeah. It is about the wineries and the coral reefs and the culinary yeah. scene and all of that sort of stuff. Sure, you would I never guess. Have, I didn't this have family was a, here. I'd go myself. Well, as, uh, so the first cohort, so the very first group they hired was a group of 23 that were sworn in this week in a ceremony in Perth, Australia. And the, uh, the message from the Aussie police chief was pretty clear. It's we protect our officers. And he goes on to tell the story of a shooting that, that had occurred. And literally in a matter of hours, they had declared it a good shooting. And once they do that, they yeah. can, uh, they cannot revisit it. Okay. So they go on to tell the stories of a couple of uh, these cops that have come over from the UK. One of them, his name is Anna Miller. She's 38 years old. She was recruited from West Yorkshire. She said, moving to Australia has made her feel supported and appreciated. Speaking from Perth, where she moved, she said, the biggest thing we like here is the, the appreciation for the police. I did not feel at all appreciated. And in Australia, the community support, uh, the community supports their cops and trust them. Ben Woods is a 33-year-old sergeant who was part of the Sussex police over in the UK who came over and he said, my colleagues uh, in the UK were naturally sad to see me go, but are now sick of my social media posts. Can you stop posting beautiful beaches and right. posting beautiful views right. with koalas, et cetera, et cetera. He said, Perth is one of the cleanest, tidiest cities I've ever been to. The sunrises and sunsets are phenomenal. The crime rates are clearly lower. There's no graffiti, no gangs of kids. It feels like a nice, safe place to be. All police officers in Western Australia are armed, meaning most of these UK recruits will be using uh, and be trained in firearms for the first time. Most of these cops in UK can't carry, right. don't carry right. a weapon. Uh, and Miller said, I don't have a uh, a strong feeling. It's just a piece of the kit that officers have. I'll learn how to use it appropriately. And the police minister said, we protect our officers. They've got tasers. They've got glocks. They've got body armor. And amazingly, uh, they've gone a uh, tremendously long period of time without losing yeah, the, an officer the, on the, uh, on the job. Really interesting. Um, Perth, Australia, the one of my dream team moderators, shout out to Shauna VL, been an OG life for like since week one of um, or drop David and Christina Constance episode, and we have a huge amount of fans there, and and uh, I mean, shit, I'd love to live there. Perth, home of the Perth Mint, yeah. the Australian kangaroo is the silver dollar for uh, yeah. Australia. Sweet, the, the I want to go gold mine and opal mine and diving. Well, the amazing thing about that park is Sydney is is a pretty expensive place to live, but uh, but Perth is compared to the UK, these cops are getting higher wages. The cost of living is much much lower, right. and they've got a great climate year round. I mean, and, it's a now it's, a, get it's a great sale to these guys, and they get a Glock. Right, nice. I wonder what the gun laws are over there for the. I don't know UK, what that, I know in the UK there is no I have a, another lifer and around. I think it, I've told you this before that I had another lifer sent me a picture of two his, two pistols that he owns and he said it's a motherfucker it? they had the process and everything else and that's when we do these Australian stories that involve guns that's when they say when guns are outlawed only outlaws will have guns I mean a lot keeps an honest man honest well, also, you see in both UK and Aussie a lot more 
murders with knives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's same same I mean, thing. They're gonna find uh, a weapon. Run through crowds, slashing people and whatever. If you want to do it, you're gonna do it, right? All right, guys. We've never had an intervention on the show, but we're gonna have one right now. And this applies to both of you guys, but perhaps a bit more to Mister Overton. Mm, must be alcohol. Well, you know, neither of you guys are 25 anymore, and sometimes you need to take a break away from the alcohol. Oh, boy. So I want to talk to you about a healthy alternative to alcohol that can be just the right fix after a stressful day. You know, Woody, like a day after 10 crazies from Wisconsin come into town to kill a thousand wild boars, and you idiots end up killing a thousand shiner box at the same time. That's going to happen. <laughs> well, I know it is. And so I want to tell you about a product called Recess Mood. Mm. Think about it. Even the name sounds relaxing. Recess Mood is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangover. Now, while Jim is looking up the meaning of adaptogens, I'll continue on. Real Life Real Crime and The Daily Show listeners get 15% off the Recess Mood Sampler Pack at takearecess.com slash R-L-R-C. That's takearecess.com slash R-L-R-C. You can enjoy Recess Mood after a busy day or whatever you need to relax and unwind. Recess Mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. Mm. Those sound yummy. Yeah. It's only got 20 calories, doesn't have any sugar in it. So I don't know if you've ever had guilt, Woody. But if you do, recess mood could help you get rid of it. Guilt, but I've had the pain of not having a recess. Okay, well, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash R-L-R-C and get 15% off a recess mood sampler pack. It's your go-to alcohol replacement. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Correct. A Georgia man was arrested after being accused of keying a woman's car with a pocket knife because she was parked in a handicapped space. James Michael Fay, 61, thought... Sarita Mack illegally parked in a spot at a Walmart in Buford, Georgia last weekend and used the weapon to scratch her car. Both of her children were in the vehicle at the time, and one started filming him. Mack, who recently underwent back surgery, had her handicap sign up as she visited the store, but it was not wholly hanging on the dashboard. Uh, footage posted on Mac's Facebook page showed the suspect near the vehicle and one of her daughters could be heard saying that he marked it. I don't know who that is, but he just pulled out a knife and walked around the car. He was looking in the windows, uh, the child said. In another video, Mac approached Faye inside the store. You wanted to park in a handicapped spot with no tags, he said. Yes, I do have a tag, she said. The two had a back and forth about the situation when Mac told him he was caught on video. She also said she had reported him to police, but he doubled down that she didn't have handicapped yeah. tags. Well, let's walk out there together so you can see so I can embarrass you, she said. I don't know what gives you the right to damage my vehicle. So Mac continued to trail Frey 
in the store while he checked out at the cash register before the video cut off. She recorded another video when officers arrived and questioned Faye. I was just trying to make sure that people were following the rules, Faye said, speaking to police in the parking lot. So scratching the car is following the rules, the officer (laughs) replied sharply. Mac explained to one of the officers that her daughter frantically called her while she was shopping. Her daughter quickly sent her the video, which is how she identified him inside the store. Faye was charged with criminal trespass damage, which is a misdemeanor. People need to mind the business that pays them. That's a great quote. Mind the business that pays you, Mac said. If you feel like someone is doing something illegal, call the police. You don't have to step in and be a vigilante because you can end up being a perp instead. Yeah, Yeah, well, I I blame Carrie Underwood for all this shit. I don't know anything bad about her. You don't remember that song? I, I just, oh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, uh, um, his pretty little four-wheel drive, drive yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, slash yeah, the hole yeah. in all four tires, uh, I, I, all that stuff. I used to care under what I, I saw legs. <laughs> <laughs> you, saw, you, you saw Sunday Night Football starting <laughs> instead of. Dude, you know, this is her 11th year doing this issue. Do you know she gets a million dollars per one? Per, Why are we talking about Carrie Sunday? Underwood? Right? Because she sang that song, which made, which glorified uh, putting uh, That a, was about cheating. Putting a key. Well, but it was about the shit you did to the guy. Yeah, you, you know. she keyed his car because he was cheating. Yeah, and exactly. cut his tires. But the, the back to the, I have a story on this. The, um, the that it's kind of a pet peeve of mine when people do that. I'm sure the lady had her tag, but I, ha- I got called a scene like this when I was in uniform patrol, and this uh, guy was really pissed off, and it blocked the the person in. It, it had one of the cement things in front of it, uh-huh. and. Till I got there, and he was like, "He's parked in a handicap, and it's not a handicap." And this, this guy was in a wheelchair, and and I said, went up, and the guy's like, "Yeah, I parked here, and I don't have a tag." I'm saying, "You know what? I don't write tickets, but I'm writing your ass one." And the guy told him in the wheelchair, he told me, he said, "Dude, give me your legs, and I'll gladly give you my handicap tag." So don't be an asshole and park a handicap park spot. Yeah, you really shouldn't. But this is a this is an example where the the lady was legit yeah, parking yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And, and the problem and here is needs to go get a this this male version of a Karen decided he was right. going to call her out on it when it's not his job. Right, right. And he ended up in jail over it. Yeah, well. And he's or at a, least they didn't take him to jail, but they wrote him a ticket it, for it. It's going to cost it, him some money. It, but in what fucking world is And it he like, was wrong. In what world is it okay to key someone's car, period? I mean, call the cops. Yeah. yeah block them in and call the cops. Whatever. Oh, he's going to pay to fix that car, too. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, y'all. Let's go out to Florida, and thanks to Elizabeth Romanesco for sharing the next story. And as most of you are aware, I am the Real Life Real Crime Daily official expert on otters, seals, walruses, beavers, and manatees. So this is I my think there was a protest filed on manatees. I'm not sure. but really? So maybe we want I, to suspend I, I that. I think manatees are really cool. They, they are really cool, but I don't know if you're uh, sanctioned for manatees. But this that, is an that, otter story, not a manatee story? Right. Well, uh, yep. Okay, so, so the, proceed. Let's see. This is a serious story. Florida resident Joseph uh, Scaglione, 73, was feeding ducks in the backyard of his Jupiter, Florida home when he was jumped by an otter. Scaglione wasn't jumped. He was attacked and bitten more than 41 times across his body. The otter, who I mean, 
Wow. The, the, otter, otter, the, the first thing you're asked, uh, you know, is the otter rabbit? Yes, the otter tested positive for rabies. And Scaglione was punctured more than three dozen times on his arms, legs, and hands before he was eventually able to shake off the rabbit otter. Shortly after the otter attacked a dog that was being walked by its owner in the neighborhood. It's unclear the extent of the dog's injuries, Miss Jerry, so we don't have that for you. Um, my pinky is the worst. I have two puncture wounds. I'm not sure if it's going right through or whatever. One is on the corner of where the cuticle was, Caglione said. Neighborhood residents were eventually able to trap the crazed mammal. An otter's a mammal? Yeah. I didn't know that. The, um, the animal was later. I should have known that as being the expert, right? The, the otter was later euthanized. <laughs> boom, Jim. To Florida. No, you don't have to boom it. But according to the Florida Department of Health. Um, in an interview with local outlets, Caglione detailed the scary incident. He said, I normally go out and feed the ducks in the back. And while he was out back on September 20th, he noticed something amiss. The first red flag came when he saw birds who were gathered outside around the gate in his backyard take off quickly. Looked up, no hawk. Looked back down, and there was a brown head sticking up over the bank pond, the elderly Florida man said. He initially, good Lord, look at these pictures. He initially didn't know what type of animal it was, but then he realized and immediately reacted by trying to back away slowly. As he began to move away, he lifted his hand to close the gate, and the otter pounced. We'll, we'll post a picture of his hand with some of these puncture wounds. Um, officials said it's the first attack of its kind in more than 12 years. Uh, and rabies is highly contagious and extremely dangerous. And according to the World Health Organization, once symptoms of rabies appear, the disease is 100% fatal. And Skagelian was treated for rabies uh, and is in good condition. The, it used to be, and now I had to... I, and, Close your ears, Miss Jerry. I, I got attacked by a dog when I was on duty one night, and I had to shoot. I almost shot myself in the foot, and it ended up being yeah, rabbit. Yeah, I remember that episode. The, um, it ended up being rabbit. But if you – back then, and I, of course it was 20 years ago, if you got bit, you got – the the treatment was worse than the bite. The, you had to get all these shots in your stomach with the big-ass long needle, like eight different shots. Dang. No. Can you imagine – I mean, you must com- – Completely, it's an otter. The an last otter, thing, right? the last thing in the yeah. world you expect to attack you. Right. And this thing is mo- forty-one I mean, times. Forty-one times. And look at Bro, those punctures. I mean, hey, I'm not making fun fun of Mrs. Gagliani, but I sure wish shit I could see that video. Like he had to think he, he had to think he was going to die. I mean, yeah, yeah. This is the way I'm going to go with the, an otter. The, the, uh, he needed the otter got him forty-one legs. Scaglione got in evidently at least one to knock him off. And then he, he got a dog. Well, he must have, when he got him off, he must have stunned, must have hit him yeah, hard enough yeah. that, uh, that the, the otter had good, enough. But One good punch. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Good. Mm. Otters, beware. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say about otters. Well, uh, it's the fall. Not not temperature wise, it's not, but it is the fall. It's the fall, the and second day of both season. It's fall in Pennsylvania. Oh, I bet it is. The yeah. leaves still, still feels like summer. The leaves right. are beginning to turn. Yes, indeed. The Brazilian murderer's been captured. Yes, he has. The Phillies are headed back to the playoffs. Don't know about that. The undefeated Eagles seem poised to head back to the Super Bowl. I do know about that. Life just couldn't get any better than it is yeah. right now for people. In Pennsylvania. 
But apparently all of that positivity just doesn't sit well with some of Philly's youth. So they went out on Tuesday night. A group of 100 young looters created havoc in Philadelphia on Tuesday night. The unruly crowd outnumbered responding officers as they went from store to store in Center City, lifting merchandise and stuffing it in large plastic bags. This all caught on camera by CBS Philadelphia. The shoppers hit a footlocker. They hit an Apple store. Mm. They hit a uh, a Lululemon in Rittenhouse Square, where uh, they also assaulted a security guard. Over 50 people were arrested although I believe all of them were released back uh, and, uh, and out by the middle of the day. Wednesday, this all came on the same day that charges were dismissed against an officer in a controversial shooting that took the life of a young Philly man this summer. Numerous demonstrations were going on around the city, but police were quick to say that the looting and, uh, uh, that was taking place had no connection to the demonstrations held earlier that day. I don't know. Uh, we've uh, uh, we got a video that we will post of uh, of the incident, but here we go. Now we're now we're in Philly with uh, with this. We've seen what's gone on in San Francisco, Oakland. We've seen all the smash and grabs in Los Angeles. These stores were completely emptied. Yeah, they, they emptied Solid. an Apple store. They emptied this uh, Lululemon, and they completely emptied the uh, the third store. That they uh, that they hit as well, crazy. Uh, I mean, they can't say that it wasn't related to. Uh, maybe people were gathering for you know to to protest, and these kids just took it and used it as a reason to act stupid. Do and I don't know why it was important for the police to try to separate them. I don't know it, what the message there. I wish I would see one of my kids, even though they're adults now, except for one, and busting into an Apple store or something, and one of these uh, young people things they do. I'll beat that ass. And then I'd turn them in. Yeah. It's, you know, what's, I don't want to sound like an old guy, but what's going on with these young people? Oh, it's <laughs> like... Uh, and and this is how they, a lot of them are reacting to anything is to let's bust in a store, right? right. You know, let's tear some shit up. It's crazy. Uh, a prolific bike thief was finally caught after a frustrated mother of one of his victims tracked him down and protested outside his house for three days with a "Where's my bike, Dave?" sign. Oh, David Sager. 49 stole eight bicycles in a summer long spree last year, sparking the sit in protest by Fiona Bateman. It came after she spotted him steal her son's mountain bike from a carport on her neighbor's security system. Miss Bateman reported the crime to police, but believed that not much was happening, so she decided to take matters in her own hands. Sager was repeatedly identified with the help of social media helping the mother to find out where he lived. Miss Bateman then sat outside his house over the course of three days with a sign and was cheered on by social media users. Following pressure from the protest, Sager was convicted uh, or, or was arrested on Friday, September 15th. He was, uh, he was set to be sentenced. Um, following the sentencing, Miss Bateman said she was disappointed Sager, uh, Sager, 
will likely avoid a prison term. She said it's just frustrating that he will likely get a slap on the wrist. Where are the bikes? How about buying my son a new bike? We can't afford the five, six, seven hundred dollar bike to replace it. He stole, so my son has to now walk. But that's okay, just as long as Dave doesn't feel aggravated. Uh, he was said to have used bolt cutters to slice his way through locks in order to get away with stealing these bicycles, which ranged in value from a few hundred dollars to an e-bike actually worth more than two thousand dollars. One victim was said to have returned home from a doc or returned from a doctor's appointment where he locked his bike outside of the office to find it uh, obviously missing with the lock cut. The defendant was said to have come across as uninterested uh, when police were interviewing him about this, uh, as you could possibly be. And this mother, she did get her bike back. She's like, but, mother. Oh, she did. Kind of took the law into her own hands. She's the mama bear, the, the and, award of the year. Right? Yeah, and and just sat outside with a "Where's my bike, That's Dave?" Funny. That, <laughs> yeah, that, that made the police ultimately have to do their jobs because. You know, I can honestly tell you, and people say, "Well, when social media got, got involved, and, and, and I had no shit to do." But you're right; yeah. it turned into an ape form. Well, from a bike story to an absolutely horror story, Miss Jerry put the ear muscle on, or just leave the house and don't listen to this shit. Um, and whoever was that said, I laughed at. It. About puppies being boiled, I did not, and I won't be laughing in this episode, this story either. An Arizona woman who ran an animal rescue home was arrested and charged with animal abuse and neglect after 55 dogs who had been poorly cared for were found in her home, including five dead puppies in a freezer, Right. The Chandler Police Department said officers arrested April uh, McLaughlin, 48, on 55 counts of animal abuse and 55 counts of cruelty to animals after they conducted a search warrant at her home on September 23rd to check on the welfare of the dogs living there. Authorities said in the statement they were tipped off by a veterinary professional about the condition of three animals living at the woman's home, which prompted them to, to attain a search warrant. Police, along with the members of the Arizona um, Humane Society, entered the home, and the AHS quickly removed into custody of the dogs, um, many of which required immediate medical attention, according to the police. What the? You know, it must have been one of those puppy meals. 55. It's got to be a puppy meal. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And, and they don't care about the breeding and anything else, and they just run it through. And so 55, and five puppies in the freezer, man. Couldn't imagine, right? I just I don't get it. And what do they do to that person? There, oh, they gonna get they gonna get some time. Oh, well, all right, I, I'll, I'll tell you what they did. Most of the fifty-five dogs removed from the home were elderly and had special needs, and had obviously gone without water. Um, many would likely need to be euthanized, the police said. And when officers arrived at the residence, they countered a bad smell and requested a hazardous material team. Ugh. Right, because it stunk so bad. Police also alleged that five dead pop- puppies were found in the freezer, like I told you about. According to court documents, when Lawson told police at the scene that she didn't see anything wrong with the storm food next to dead animals. 
Well, she didn't see anything. Yeah. She didn't see anything wrong with she the dead animals. Living with them. Yeah. McLaughlin ran an animal rescue out of her channel home, according to the reports. Neighbors had complained about smells coming from the home. And on September 9th, the Arizona Humane Society attempted to conduct a welfare check, but were allegedly denied access by McLaughlin. Um, she's in jail on $2,500 cash deal. And we don't know. I'm, but she's played out of them. Assuming she looks crazy. Healthy. Yeah. And we have her pitch here. She definitely looks crazy. And she's got a trouble. She's in God. trouble. Yeah. I'm glad you did the warning in front of that. It's a pretty bad story. 55 dogs would drive you crazy. <laughs> I mean, I how mean, big I couldn't is imagine. Your house, right? Shit. 55 freaking dogs, uh, dude. Right. That's well, crazy. They're probably all in bad kennel, you know, all in bad cages oh, yeah, yeah. everywhere. And, and, and but dog thing. food next to I mean, dead, just, I, I mean, even, it, animal food horrible. next to dead animals. Yeah, whatever. Wow. Well, it looks like maybe crime on the streets in San Francisco, Oakland area is, well, slowing down a little bit because they're running out of things to steal. They're running out of stores to rob. Yeah, my buddies, I think I told you so. Of the episode in San Francisco last week, they run the electrical crews. They put the boxes in the ground, and and he was supervisor. His son's supervisor, I and mean, he owns the company. But the guy ran up and busted the thing and robbed him for his backpack and chased around. He's like, "Give me your wallet." He's like, "Fuck you! You're not getting my wallet." And chased around the car until so he ran off. But everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Unbelievable. So now they're taking to the water. Really? Yeah, we're going to talk about some seabound bandits in San Francisco Bay. So burglars have been raiding yachts and houseboats in the Oakland Alameda estuary in a surge that one resident compared to the pirate movie Captain Phillips. Mm. They steal anything of value. They either sink the ships or dump the remnants of plundered boats miles away in the Oakland Harbor or along its shoreline, said Dan Hill, who lives on his boat like many other families do in this 800-foot waterway. Each attack can cost the owner thousands to ten thousands of dollars, Hill said. Some in the tight-knit boating community have talked of arming themselves as jurisdiction question marks and eroding law enforcement staffing uh, complicate the issue. It's probably the most popular boating area in San Francisco Bay, Hill said. The weather's great. It's a lovely little place. People love going to it. It's protected. It's beautiful. But since the summer, he and many other residents believe the homeless encampments in and around Oakland overtook the estuary and wreaked havoc in their daily lives. Quote, we're in this little lagoon area where the water comes in. There's a condo complex, beautiful parks. We started to see homeless people camping out there. That's never happened here before. That being said, these guys are finding old abandoned boats, stealing them and anchoring out uh, these uh, illegal boats, and they're taking dinghies, you know, small recreational uh, 
uh, boats and riding around in the dinghies and uh, and stealing shit off of people's yeah. boats. Yeah, he'll describe the personal run-in that he had with some of the harbor bandits after he chased them across the harbor. Our friend confronted this guy because he looked super suspicious, and he called me and said, "They're coming your way." We saw him come by, and I jumped in my dinghy with my wife, and we chased after him. He was much faster than us, so we eventually lost him. But turns out it was a boat stolen from the Alameda Community Sailing Center, which had four boats stolen from there. So the article went on and on about all of these thefts happening. There are you – know, San Francisco may be the sailing capital of the United States. That bay gets great winds. There's tons of sailors out there all the time, marinas with beautiful boats, and it appears that – that's sort of the next target in that area it, is to go. If after I was going to be boats. a criminal, I would definitely target yachts and shit because you know they got all the alcohol and maybe oh, some yeah. drugs, like that doctor that had the cancer, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe you find some cocaine, some booger sugar, and some strippers. Well, and the marinas may very well be protected as people are driving into right, park yeah, and stuff. Yeah, but, but if you're coming you by water in a dinghy, you can't. How how can you protect the marina from the from the water. Right. That's, okay. a, that's the whole access. The whole thing is you can leave and come whatever you want and go out on the ocean. They just keep finding new ways. You can now take off that belt and move freely around the cabin. It's a mile high crime and we're bringing you to Indiana and in or an Indiana man uh, who was arrested after a breach in security at the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport on Sunday around 6.30 a.m. Uh, the airport said an individual breached the TSA security checkpoint during the screening process. The airport's public safety and airport operations departments were able to find the man on a Southwest Airlines flight to Chicago. The airport's public safety and airport's operations departments were able to find the man on a Southwest Airlines flight to Chicago Midway as it was boarding. Louisville Airport Police arrested Michael Philip Van Bree, 60, of Greenville, Indiana, on a misdemeanor charge of carrying a concealed deadly weapon. So Van Bree was going through the TSA checkpoint when a gun was detected in one of his bags. A TSA agent said Van Bree then grabbed both of his bags from the belt and just kept walking. Uh, He walked into the secured gate area of the terminal. Because of the security breach, a ground stop was issued for all planes at the airport. Yeah, trouble. he grabs his bags. He passed that point. Think Every I, plane in the airport at that point was grounded. All those people lined up I on bet the they wanted to whip his ass. ass. Um, a review of security camera footage showed Van Bree actually boarded the Southwest flight. Airport officials uh, uh, removed all passengers from the aircraft, of course, and de- detained Van Bree. Without an incident, the weapon, a Smith & Wesson MP40, I have one of those, was found during the search of Van Bree's backpack. Officials said the rescreening of passengers is standard procedure anytime aircraft are removed from the plane. Uh, it's a whole bunch of pissed off people. Due to security, yes, yeah. security reasons. And he was actually booked into the Louisville Metro Correction Center following his arrest, but has been released after posting a $10,000 cash bond. So he made it all the way to the boarding of the plane before they were able to to stop him. 
which Crazy. surprised me. Yeah. Um, saw it on the him, evidently yeah. on the screen, and and he just grabbed his bags and kept going. I guess kept they were going. yelling at him. So yeah, well, there you go. It. That's your mile well, high you know crime. Yelling at him, and he had a firearm there. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. You can now take off that belt and move freely around the cabin. Kinky crimes for Kinky crimes. And y'all, if there was an all-legend time for kinky crimes, this has to be, if not number one, close to it. <laughs> I mean, this is just freaking crazy. So police have arrested a woman accused of drugging men in bars. Mm-hmm. Not that uncommon, right? You it slipping them a roof Usually the other way around. Yeah, but, right, slipping them know. a roof or whatever. Yeah. And um, the suspect, Susan Crowder, was picked up after police reviewed footage from the bars following numerous complaints by men, right? Crowder mm-hmm. is suspected of smearing sedatives on her nipples and in a few cases spiked the drinks in the bars and would rob them off uh, after they fell unconscious. Oh, my God. Right? So... Gets you a little titty in the car parking lot and can get knocked out. In August this year, an unidentified police lieutenant compl- police lieutenant complained that a woman he had met in a bar had drugged him and stolen all his valuables when they were inside his vehicle. Mm. Right? A female superintendent who was recording the lieutenant's statement could not hold her laughter at the story. <laughs> he was the fourth person she had taken a report from with the same complaint in just a month. Lieutenant's complaint, however, did lead to her arrest. We sat in my car, but I regained consciousness when I was alone and everything on me had been taken, he said. <laughs> right before I got knocked out, I had a mouthful of nipple. No, no, he's <laughs> But in another complaint, she drove a man to a lodge where she robbed him of $3,000 in ATM cards. The victim told us, that this suspect drugged him and then carried him into her car up to the lodge where she stripped and robbed him. Mm, she I'm carried pretty, him? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's a lie. But I mean, she stripped him and robbed him after he paid for the room, maybe. <laughs> it, uh, he claims his $3,000 was stolen, ATM ca- uh, cards, et cetera, according to police. Now, so she's spreading what? some sediment she on her I don't know how. How'd they catch her? They, they, the lieutenant. I mean, they all knew who she was. They they got up close and intimate with her areolas. <laughs> well, but she gave them her real name. I mean, how how they find? Oh, the, the videos in the store. I guess the, the, you know somebody knew who she was. Yeah, that's how I would have worked it. But the, uh, the very fact that they're saying she had drug laced nipples. Woman arrested for robbing men after licking her drug laced nipples is the is the title of it. Somebody gonna be rubbing Ambien on their nipples right. tonight. Well, Come here, boy. I don't know how it doesn't, knock, it doesn't knock her out unless maybe she puts like super glue as a base and then put the stuff on her nipples. It's probably fit. You must be probably sucking fit them fit nipples off. pretty good though to get me right. get knocked out on them. Good lord. No. Yeah, that's true. Turn around and just that's true. a little bit on and say, Come here, get this titty. Kinky. <laughs> Crazy. Good story. Devious, devious woman. Don't suck pickles in the parking lot. I, I don't think if I was that police lieutenant, I would have even told anybody. He had to. I bet they had his gun and his wallet and everything. Crazy.
I don't think we've ever had a dumb criminal from Scandinavia. I don't think so. Well, I bet well we've got our, they were blonde here, we've got our first. Some heroes wear capes. Others have to stick to what they're already wearing when taking down the bad guys. And in this right. case, that's a bikini. A pickpocket in Sweden learned his lesson real quick when he tried to steal from a bikini-clad woman who also happened to be an off-duty police officer. There you go. Michaela Kellner was sunbathing with her friends in a park in Stockholm, and a random guy rolled up to sell them magazines for homeless people as part of his scam. Not listening to their repeated rejections, he hung around their blankets, and that's when Michaela sensed something was up with this guy. Quote, I told my friends to keep an eye on their things, but as soon as he left, one of my friends said, where did my mobile phone go? It turns out he used one of his magazines put it over the phone to cover it and then lifted the phone when he thought nobody was looking. The cunning plan might've worked if he were dealing with mere mortals. Kellner with 11 years as a cop under her belt and possibly some acute spidey sense took him down. Literally there was no time. She said, so I ran after him maybe 15 meters or so. It helped that one of her friends was also a police officer. We got a hold of him. He tried to get away and we held on to him even harder they threw him down to the ground and waited until on-duty authorities were able to arrive at the scene. A bystander was able to snap a photo of them on the ground, which I've got for Woody and Jim. He'll post it online. Great photo. Uh, I wouldn't mess with her. She looks pretty. He was tough. having a bad day. She looks. She evidently works she out. She looks pretty tough. Next time, there, if there ever is a next time, this guy might want to stay away from the Amazon off-duty cops. Right. Uh, he took the worst of this. He, well, and, and let me, Scandinavia. It, oh, yeah. That's some bad people. Yeah. That's Vikings. Right. He that's Vikings right there. Bad. She so, had a little Viking she, in her. They did two things. Yeah. They fought and fucked. <laughs> that's what Vikings do. <laughs> two things. Shit, yeah. Okay, that's a solid that's ending. So... <laughs> Very good. We'll post that picture online. She she looks like Yang. I want to mess with her right. for sure. She'll beat your ass. It is this day in true crime history, and just got one quick one for you today. Uh, on. October 2nd in 2006, a shooting occurred at the West Nickel Mine School, which was an Amish one-room schoolhouse in the Old Order Amish community of Nickel Mines, which is in Pennsylvania. That's crazy. So, sadly. Yeah, it affects all uh, communities. Huh? Yeah, it affects all communities. That's a great point. Yeah. And uh, and October 2nd of 2006, wow. that took place. So, what, so, 17 years ago. Yeah, that's today in true Crime history. All right. All right. So here we are at the end of another show. I want to thank everybody for listening, liking, and sharing. Y'all, um, the tomorrow I'm going to be concluding on the original Real Life Real Crime, the death penalty series. That, that, um, so 
it's important if you listen to that, you've been listening to the series, it, it, how it gets wound up. But in, I don't know, boys, we, uh, I actually want to go on the record and let y'all know that the fall is my favorite time of the year by far. Yeah, mine, mine being, too. Summer being the second. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Winter being, yeah. It's fall and winter for me, man. Summer and winter are almost a trade-off, but fall time is hunting football and good fishing and good cooking. and Yeah. You know, just, it, it's a cool, it's a great cooler time. weather. And if we can skate out of the hurricanes, right? Yeah, that's About right. A month left of that. Yeah. Um, we do want to mention Bloody Angola's episode this week. Yes. We've, Fire. Donald Duck Sharp. Yes. Know, and he was a lieutenant then, but he ended up retiring as the chief criminal deputy for St. Tammany. And it, you got to listen to this. The, the best person we have ever interviewed, but guess what? It wasn't much of an interview because we didn't say two words. <laughs> I sat I'm there, telling you. I sat there with my mouth held open. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, we were like two kids listening like, to daddy tell a and story. And I was like, will you please come over on original real life real crime? And, and but I actually known him since way back in the day. Uh, uh, what a, you know, some Phenomenal. people, some people can tell, either you can tell a story or you can't. Mm-hmm. And and this guy this has guy to be one of the best storytellers story I've ever heard. Yeah, he, it's really fire. He is the guy who got the confession out of Robert Willie. And of course, if you've seen the the movie Dead Man Walking right. with Susan Sarandon and uh, Sean Penn, Sean Penn played a loosely based the loosely based character right. of Robert Lee Willie. Robert, the real Robert Lee Willie killed a whole lot more people and. And some uh, you may uh, not even know right. about until we tell until you. Until we tell you and, and sharp uh, uh, involvement in and all that. So Yeah, so check that out. Color for commentary. It'll it'll drop this Thursday. Uh, the name of the episode is Duck. Duck. So check it out. Any final thoughts, Mike? You got me started on all these things that happened on October 2nd. <laughs> sort of, um I remembered. I remember this. You guys are probably too young for this, but there was a plane crash of the Wichita State. I think it was their football team, um, and thirty-something people were killed. I, think I saw oh, a documentary wow. about that. Some people lived. It happened yeah. in Colorado on on this date in 1971. I think it was yeah. uh, 1970. The, the Thirty-one one. people, fourteen players, fourteen staff, administrators, and boosters. The pilots and two flight attendants. What a horrible, yeah. horrible way to go. You know, we're, we're never going to run out of content. That's for sure. Right. Crime always happens. Or crime or, Sadly. or tragedies always happen. Right? But it was Gandhi's, ber- Gandhi's birthday on this positive That's side. True. So that Mahatma Gandhi. Out. I still don't know what that dude did for the world. Do you remember back in 1982 when Bo Ryan's plane went yep, down? I do. And, and they, they ended up yeah. having Jerry Stovall. Yeah. Be the I coach. I still don't know why it went down. No, I they, they said it was uh, the the slowly slow loss of oxygen. What they believe slow loss of oxygen in the in the cabin and everybody just fell yeah asleep. and ran out of gas. And, and kind of like the uh, what Alabama's out. trying to do on that death penalty thing. Yeah, might not be a bad way to go. I mean, yeah. if you already well, sleep. it made me think of that when when yeah. Mike brought up the the. Uh, Plane crash, yeah. And of the the uh, the team, it made me think about that. Right. Um, I have no idea why, but anyway, until next time, I'm Jim Chapman, and I'm Woody Everton, and I'm Mike Agavino for Real Life Real Crime Daily. 
Peace. Aglets. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.